Ladies and gentlemen, how are you? Can you guys hear me loud and clearly? Let me know if you guys can hear me loud and clearly. I just put a one in the chat. Big Bag Bull says, no sound. What about now? No sound. What about now? Just put a one in the chat if you can hear me. Excellent. So that's a yes. Okay, good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Excellent. 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 So thank you. Listen, thank you, uh, Takiel. Thank you, wife, for, for letting me know that. Um, listen, I want to get into some, some stuff today. Um, first of all, Merry Christmas to everybody. I hope that you guys have had a fantastic day, um, that you spent some time with your family. It's a blessing for all of us with all that's going on in the last couple of years for us to have family to spend, to be in our right health. Uh, that's a gift all by itself. So um, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for tonight, you guys taking the time to spend some time with me. You guys could be doing anything and uh, you guys are here. So thank you so much for that. We've got a, a really uh, interesting show that I hope a lot of men get involved in. And I want to hear from my women as well. So uh, gentlemen, if you guys are on here, uh, I, I want you to, uh, uh, Black Man, I sent the link for the StreamYard to your Facebook message, your, uh, Messenger. So uh, the link is there. Um, uh, but for everybody else who's on here, particularly for me, and I want to hear from you tonight. I want to know uh, what your thoughts are about the question that I posed tonight. Is the manosphere toxic for men or is it the space we needed? Is this the church we needed? I want, I want us to address this question. Um, and before we do that, I'm going to, I'm going to read part of an article, um, Big Bad Bull, appreciate you, my God. I appreciate you. Salute to you. Merry Christmas to you and your family uh, from the hells. We really appreciate you. Uh, Jedi Mike as well, uh, if you're going to be around for a little bit, Jedi, uh, let me know so that I can, um, um, I'll send the link so that you can join as well. Uh, I really want to hear from us. Uh, excellent. Black man is here. So before I pull him up, I'm going to read part of an article. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help elucidate why I'm bringing this up. Uh, it's going to help elucidate the, the reason why I, I, I've positioned this question um, and why I want to hear from you whether or not this, it, it, whether or not this is toxic or this is something that's going to help, uh, uh, this helps me. So check it out. Uh, and let me know when you guys can see my screen. Everybody good here? Excellent. Everybody, if everybody's good, good. I'm going to start reading it a little bit. So I was doing some, I was looking through, like, what is the manosphere? Like, we, we talk about this, we throw this term out, but what exactly is the manosphere? And, oh, guys, do me a favor. Make sure you guys hit that like button on the way in. I hit that like button and make sure that we keep the engagement and interaction up for me. Um, but I was looking through, what is the manosphere? What exactly is it? We toss this term around. There's a lot of different beliefs around it. But what exactly is it? And so what I did is I took some time, started doing some research, and I, and I, I came upon this particular article. And I want to read some of it for you. And I want you to understand how this article frames um, the manosphere. I'm going to read it, and I want to ask you guys, if, if is this a fair uh, critique and assessment of what the manosphere is? All right? This is uh, written by um, um, uh, Jessica. Um, she's a research, uh, uh, you know, she's... You know she's 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 eligible. She's working on her her, her PhD. Um, this this is part of uh, the Mantra Research Project at Lancaster University. 
um, that explores the misogynistic uh, and anti-feminist language found in male-dominated communities uh, across different um, social media platforms. So in this article, she begins to, to, uh, to discuss what the minister is. And, and I want you guys to look at, uh, listen to the to listen to the language. It says the Manosphere is a network of online men's communities who promote anti-feminist and sexist beliefs, blaming women and feminists for all sorts of problems in society. Many of these communities encourage resentment or even hatred towards women and girls. There are four main groups, men's rights activists, MRAs, which we all have heard of. And if you guys have been around for a while, you understand that Men's rights activists started, I want to say, around the 1960s or 70s. Um, and this was not necessarily to promote hate. This was this was really largely dealing with men's right in the court uh, system, particularly as it pertains to family rights. And this was this was this was coming on as feminism began to grow. Now, before I continue, I'll, it's important for you guys to realize that I fundamentally believe in the first and second wave feminism. And let me tell you why. If, if you look at us culturally, we've realized that women were more domesticated in the, in the, in the, in the, in the earlier 1900s, 50s, 60s, 40s, which is why you often hear people refer in, in arguments, you hear modern couples say things like, you know, this ain't the 1950s anymore because we're referring to a time when women were more domesticated. Um, but as men went off to war and they came back and women had to uh, provide a living for their families, uh, things changed. And so there was a legitimate need for women to get out into the workforce so that they could provide for their families. And because of that, there there was a need to have a movement that championed the women's women's need to get into the workforce so that they could take care of themselves and their family because sometimes, you know, men who went off to war either didn't come back or if they did come back, they didn't come back in a way where they were able to ready to provide for their families. And so there was a legitimate need for there to be an opportunity for women to get into the workforce and have rights both in the workplace, have work, uh, have rights in terms of our political system and, you know, our communities and, and in, our, in our social structure. There was there, there is and was a legitimate need for that. So in that case, you can say that I'm a feminist in that regard, because there's a legitimate need for people to have the right to take care of themselves and to be a part of the society that they live in. Um, third wave feminism um, built off the, the, the shoulders of what happened in the first and second wave. Uh, third wave feminism, it started around the 1900s, aspired to move from the equality and to take more roles into corporate roles. Uh, to have power and uh, access in there. And so to me, it moved more from the equality uh, of, of outcome to more of a superiority in which I want the outcome, but I don't want the responsibility, which is why in a lot of cases, you would see us uh, fights toward more CEOs, more you know white collar jobs in, the, in, in jobs that required more uh, rigor or that were more dangerous, such as people who worked in oil fields and people who uh, roofers and construction workers and things like that. There was not a real big push for that because uh, the, the goal was not necessarily equality of responsibility in as much as it was equality of outcome. And so as third and fourth wave feminism uh, moved about and grew, it looked like there was a complete distinction between the first and second wave and the third and fourth wave in which the first and second wave 
legitimized a need that women needed to get into the workforce, to have the rights to to vote, to have the right to uh, uh, have access to take care of themselves and family, and then to have some individuality. Um, third and third and fourth wave is different, where it looks like it's more about superiority. So, with that being said, the article talks about this. Uh, from, to me, a dishonest perspective. But let's read, and you can come up with your own conclusion. So men's right activists advocate political changes that will benefit men. However, much of their activism consists of harassment and abuse toward feminists and other female public figures. Now, I've been around for a little bit, and let me tell you something, that men's rights activists is not about this at all. We are trying to make sure that in the family courts that fathers have just as much access to the kids that they love, that they are not just responsible and on the hook for paying child support, that that the child support and the payments and the duty of fatherhood is also uh, is also connected to their ability to spend time with their kids, that they are not just a tool, that they are actually a person whose presence benefits the child. Uh, but listen, let's let's go a little bit deeper. Uh, 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 men going the other way argue that women are so toxic that men should avoid them altogether. Some uh, uh, men going the other way will date women but avoid anything serious like getting married, while others won't even be f- uh, friends with women. But let's ask ourselves why this is. Is this just because men one day say, you know what, forget all of this. We're, 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 we're not going to, you know, even entertain the beauty of, of women and the the presence of women that we love so much we just you know what we know we just forget forget it all forget forget all of it or was it unfairness was it we saw that if if a woman made a false allegation and again before we start this for any heinous act that has been proven in the court system to those who have been victim of of, of heinous crimes I apologize. I am sorry. This, what I'm about to say, has nothing to do with 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 that. Uh, we're not victim blaming. We're not victim shaming. What happened is atrocious, and people who uh, who 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 do these crimes should be punished by the full extent of the law. Let's just put that out there. All right, is that for everybody? I, I don't want this to be to be blown back and misconstrued. People who you know who who are who partake in heinous acts of crime should be dealt with to the fullest extent of the law. I want to make that abundantly clear. But men didn't start going there all the way because uh, they just had this thought. They were, we started to see that it, it could just be said that he did something that he didn't do. And proven in the course of that he didn't do it. But if if the crime, if the claim was bad enough, it could completely mess up his job, his career status, mess up his earner potential, mess up his family and reputation. And so because of this, you started to see, you know what, because we see so much of this, we we don't have the rights that we need to have. It's just best for me to, to, to focus on my freedom, to focus on my health and my wealth and my life than it is for me to take the chance on ruining all of this because of that. So was it because me just decided one day that they were not going to in, entertain women seriously or did something happen? Let's be honest here. The third thing is pickup artists. Now, I don't know much about this, but essentially this uh, uh, pickup artists or PUAs teach men seduction strategies so that they can be more successful in interacting with women. Many of these techniques involve mistreating women, such as insulting them or disregarding uh, consent. Now, listen, with what we do on this platform, we don't believe in that at all. As a matter of fact, there's a deep respect that we have for, for women. 
we have for each other because we are all human beings. So we, in this sphere, that is not what we focus on. We focus on respect. We protect our women. We love on our women. We, we don't hurt our women. We we protect and we love because they are our human uh, counterparts that we appreciate. The fourth thing is the incels. Uh, and they believe that they are entitled to a relationship with a woman, but are incapable of finding a partner. And you'll see a lot of this um, um, in this sphere as well. And I think that incels do pose a threat because there was a, a, a certain rage that they have because they assume that because they are a, a man that they deserve um, a, a female counterpart. And that's just wrong. You have to have worked on yourself and have something to offer for that. But I want you guys to look at how these terms and the part of it is fact, but then there's a component of opinion added to this that makes the manosphere appear to be something that it is not. And this is why I wanted to bring uh, this up because while, while it's easy for the manosphere to be depicted as something that is negative, let's just talk for any man. Has the manosphere done any good? Let's, I want us to take a minute and answer that question. Has the manosphere done any good? Well, let me give you an example. Part of the reason why I advocate for a lot of these channels is because I believe that men, particularly those who want to have families, be leaders in the community, have work to do. And a lot of men did not have fathers. We didn't have examples. We didn't have an outlet to or an example to see what is possible for us and then have the accountability we need to uh, to work on ourselves. Well, the Manosphere has provided that for a lot of gentlemen. Where when we come here, you're not going to see, hey, hate women and disrespect them. And because that's not what we're about. We are about making sure that you are the best version of you, which means that if you need to go to school or to make sure that you are healthy or to make sure that you work on your social skills or on your financial development, that you're doing the things necessary to become the type of man that's best for you so that those who interact with you, be it your wife, your girlfriend, your community, your family, your friendships, your, the professional relationships, that they all, that you provide benefit and resource and utility to them because you've done the work on yourself. Does that make sense? Is this, am I going too fast? Is this making sense to everybody? Uh, and so I pose this to say, while we've talked about the, the decline of men in the church, is the manosphere the new church for men? Is the manosphere the new church for men? Because the, the, there was a decline in church because we're not getting what the information we need. And it seems in a lot of cases where there's this market, this marketization toward our women in church and men are leaving because we're saying, I'm not coming to church because I want to feel good. I'm coming to church because I want to be better. And in order for me to become better after I am, uh, I subscribe to my belief. I need information that I can use, not in the by and by, but in the here and now. And in the absence of that information, men are saying, you know what? It seems like this is about money. It seems like this is about emotionality. It seems like this is about everything else except for me getting the information that I need so that I, my life can be improved. So with this being said, with what I just said to you guys, I want to position this question. Is the manosphere the new church for men? You guys in the comment section, let me know. And while you guys are doing this, I'm going to bring up my good friend, my brother, my content brother, uh, who we're going we're gonna to start talking about this for a few minutes. Then we're going to open up the calls. I want you guys to let me know 
is the Manosphere the new church for men? Is it the new church for men? So let me do a couple of shout outs uh, to talk here, my beautiful wife. Hey, baby. What's up, baby? To Miss Mills, how are you doing? So good to see you. To Jedi Mike is in the building. What's up, my brother? If you got a lot to say, I want you to make sure you cam up because I want you to come here so that we can have this discussion. Uh, to Black Man Unfiltered, who is here. To We Ain't Shining. What's up, man? How are you? Good to see you. Excellent. I see, I see CBN. What's up? What's up, sir? Good to see you on here. Okay, guys, without further ado, um, if you guys want to, I'm putting up my information here. If you like this topic and this helps you, feel free to drop something in that cash up. And today I told you um, in a show, I think yesterday, we do so many shows, I forgot when it when it is, uh, that I'm, I'm giving away Christmas Christmas cast. Sir Hale's Network is giving four people from yesterday's show um, some Christmas cash. I told you I'm sending you guys uh, $25. So it's not for go to child money. This is Denny's money. But I'm sending it to you because I appreciate you guys. It's my Christmas present to you. So if you guys want to support the platform, I've added the banner below. Uh, you, you'll see my website. You'll see where you can get, get merchandise. Uh, coaching is available as well as your ability to support the channel by uh, giving to our cash app. All right, ladies and gentlemen, are you guys ready to hear from my brother, Black Man Unfiltered. I need to make, listen, I, I need to make things right for my brother. If you guys are ready, I just need you guys to say, I'm ready. Just put that in the test, say, I'm ready. We, we're ready to hear, oh my God. We I Just let me know if you guys are prepared for what's about to happen. Listen, Just Kaya's in the building, guys. Just Kaya, how are you? So good to see you. Merry Christmas to you and your family. If you guys haven't already done that, go over to her channel. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure before uh, I bring a black man, if you haven't already done this, which you guys probably already have, make sure you go subscribe to his channel as well. Um, listen, Jedi Mike says, Jedi, Jedi Mike says, let's do this. All right, so without further ado, I'm bringing up my brother now, Black Man Unfiltered. What's up, sir? Hey, you're on mute, but I heard you say, oh, my God. <laughs> I'll give it to him again. Oh, my God. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> Listen, guys, if you wanted a Christmas present, you just got it. You just yeah, got it, man. Yeah, good to see What's you. up, my brother? Good to see you, man. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you, man. I'm doing good. How are you? How's your family for Christmas? Everybody's good, man. I see Talk Hills working right along with you. Hey, man, Talk Hills. Man, she put that work in, man. She keep me working, man. She keep me working. She keep me busy. Yeah, in my preaching voice, without talk hell, there is no surreal. Touch your neighbor <laughs> and say, we're not going to hell. Somebody touch your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, guys, I appreciate all the likes. Make sure y'all do me a favor. Y'all help me to uh, connect with everybody in the chat. Let's make sure we're talking uh, together. We're trying to build this network up. Uh, make sure you encourage people to like and share and subscribe to this channel. Uh, both Black Men and I, we're trying, we want to do this full time and we need you guys to help to do this. And so this is why you see us constantly doing shows, not just because we're trying to get likes and views, but because we believe that we have something to offer and we need your help to get this message out. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. So good, sir. Let me ask you a question. You heard what I talked about before in the monologue that I gave before. Yes. Um, I want to before we before we get into this, our questions, I want you to let me know what you, what your thoughts are about what I brought up so far um, before we move forward. Well, I, I think that the young lady that actually wrote the article, can you hear me? OK, everything is good. Volume's good. Clearly. Okay, so, so can you can you guys can you guys hear a uh, black man unfiltered in the chat? Just put a one if you can hear him.
right. If, if, yeah, I, I know I can hear you pretty well, but I want to make sure the viewers can as well. Okay. Oh, yeah. Talk Hill says we can hear you, so I think we're good. Okay, we're good. Yeah. I believe Talk Hill. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, 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 I heard the art. Well, I saw the article. I heard you, you know, when you were reading it. Uh, this young lady, it seems like she has a vendetta uh, against the manosphere. Um, and because she put a lot of false information in that article, a lot of stuff that don't even uh, mix or even blend uh, with the manosphere. Um, I think that that has been going on a lot because the manosphere is the new church. We'll get into that later because I know you're going to lead us in that direction. But, you know, the article is completely false. I mean, there's whoever this is, she has a she in the thank you for putting in the link. She has a uh, a vendetta. She doesn't like the manosphere. I think uh, nobody likes the, the wake up feel. Nobody likes to wake up uh, somebody when they wake up somebody and, and somebody sees things differently, especially me. Let me push back. Let me say, what if what if it's that she has seen individuals who claim the manosphere, but don't subscribe to the to the actual healthy tenets of the manosphere? So let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, and what we talk about that you've got you no know, anybody's watching this has has never heard of us condoning violence of any sort to anybody, particularly our women, correct? Exactly. So let's say we have somebody who they're angry, you know, uh, they're misogynistic because uh, they're, they're, because maybe somebody broke their heart and they're just mad at everybody. And so they do mistreatment and, and somebody, somebody talks to them and they say, you know, I'm part of the manosphere. I don't like women. You know how people can hijack a term and make it something that is not. So maybe right. what if this article is built based off of her experience with men who said that they were part of the manosphere, but who were not truly part of the manosphere? I mean, that could be possible. Um, that could absolutely be possible. I think that because, but I, as a journalist, you have to do your, you have to do your well-doing. You have to go on both sides of it. You have to look at it from both sides. So she needed to have someone on the manosphere side and she had needed to have someone from the people that she's listening to. So as a journalist, you're held responsible, responsible for your work and your work needs to be investigative reporting. So let me go on the manosphere side and talk to some of these guys. Let me let me look at some of these guys that are higher up in the manosphere and see what they're about. And then let's look at these women that are anti-manosphere. And then I can come to a, 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 a smarter uh, conclusion about what I'll write in this article instead of just being anti-manosphere completely. Yeah, so everybody who's watching this, I want to make this clear. There, anytime that there's a movement Movements often start because there is something that's imbalanced and a movement becomes the voice uh, that catalyzes a movement in a, in, a, in a direction that looks to stabilize whatever's going wrong. So, again, we talked about feminism. There was a legitimate reason. I know we say now that, you know, I, I'm against feminism, but unless you are truly educated as to the the original need for feminism, mm -hmm. we got to be careful in just throwing that term around as well, because, again, First and second wave feminism, there was a legitimate need for it. There right. was a legitimate need for it. But because feminism, we don't we don't talk about it in those terms. We just say, you know, feminism is this and feminism is that without having the intellectual conversation to understand the actual needs and to be able to differentiate, differentiate between those phases. So on this platform, when we talk about these things and we bring up something that has to do with feminism, I think it's so important that we... Um, that we that we specify what we're talking about so that we don't make a blanket statement and, and negate the actual original need for it. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? I, I think that I, I agree with you 100%. I, I think that, you know, again, it just goes back to 
um, you know, what I just said earlier, it's just like any time the man has been quiet, the men, men have been suffering in silence for years. And all of a sudden there's something that comes along where men are free to speak themselves, speak fluently, speak openly about what they're experiencing. And you, you're having pushback because men are, men used to be, baby, I'm, I'm sorry. Now men are like, no, I'm a leader. I'm not going to, to bow to feminism I'm, because, you know, some feminism is healthy when you want to get equal rights for women and women want to get equal pay and stuff like that. But when it comes to we don't need no man, <laughs> you know, men are useless, abort all black male babies. When you get to start hearing these women talk about this kind of stuff, that's what makes the feminine. That's, and that's the thing that she's probably getting, like you said earlier, God, and she, she probably talked to somebody that has nothing to do with the manosphere that was toxic. Just like if if it were a male reporter talking to somebody in the feminist group about what true feminism is, or feminists are, when feminists say, hey, listen, we just want equal pay. That's, you know, things like that instead of, hey, I don't want no man. Men are useless. Abort all black babies. <laughs> you know, so you you got to talk to the, you got to be an investigative reporter. And if she's just starting as, an, as a journalist, she's failing already early. And let me see, let me tell you why that's important. It's because words, articles, information matters. Yes. Words, articles, and information matters. Like somebody who is just getting into this may read that and have a negative perception of what we're trying to accomplish um, and not really realize what we're trying to do and think that this, this is just a bad thing. And I think it's so important for us to do our research. But here's where I want to take this. First of all, ladies who are in the chat, I want you guys to answer me something. From your perspective as women, do you think that the manosphere is something that's helping or hurting our culture? Mm, I'll ask it again. To the ladies who are listening, do you believe that the manosphere is helping or hurting our culture? If you think that it is helping, put one. If you think that it is hurting our culture, put two. I'll repeat that again. If you think that it is helping our culture, put one. If it is hurting our culture, put two. Later on, we're going to discuss that, and I hope that we can get this on. But let's 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 move this conversation along. Mm -hmm. So we talked about the church about there being a decline in men there. Yes. Before I go into my idea, why do you think that men have left the church? Because the, 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 the <laughs> okay, let me slow down. Men have left the church because it has become predominantly for women. The sermons are women about women for women. Um, they make women more comfortable. Um, men are no longer um, when you go there. It's really nothing for men. It's like going shopping with when you go to church now. It's like going shopping with your wife and you're holding all the bags. She's there to get what she wants, but you're just waiting on her to finish so you can go home. And that's and that's what the church has become, and that's why there's a huge drop. In, in the church, in, of men, of men actually being there. And now this manosphere, huh, I, I, I guarantee you, if you look at statistics and analytics, you'll see that more men uh, log into or watch streaming services of the manosphere way more than they watch streaming services of live church services. I guarantee it. But, but why is that? What, what, so what is the manosphere providing that our churches should but aren't providing men? Accountability. Because the manosphere is not all I hate women, right? So it's providing accountability for men. They're holding men accountable first. 
and then they're putting men in position to be great, to be the best, to be their best selves, right? And then they're letting men know you don't have to put up with certain things, you don't have to bow to certain things. You are a man. You 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 can walk as a man. You can talk as a man. You don't have to walk on eggshells to be a man. You are a leader, and they're 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 teaching people how to be leaders, and they're I mean teaching men how to be leaders, and. That's I think that's one of the biggest things that men are waking up and they're not putting up with all that mess and trash that they used to put up with. Excellent. Uh, Uncle Stu, salute. I'm about to drop the link for you. Um, I think that's good. I think one of the things that the manuscript. So let me, so guys, just so you know, on my channel, I try not to drop any names of a lot of the larger content creators because as I build my platform, I don't want to build it off of the work of other people. I want to take their lessons and and build myself. Hmm. But I want to be honest with you, Kevin Samuels. While there's some things that I may not agree with him on, Kevin Samuels is one of the individuals who helped change my life. Hmm. And let me tell you why. I thought I was I thought I was decent. I knew that I wanted to be more as a guy and that I wanted to be the best. But you don't hardly hear most people who are OK with you. If, if you have more than them, they have no advice to give you. Kevin Samuel was more so. Are you doing all you got to do to be the man you need to be? Exactly. And I was earning, you know, good living, you know, you know, working really, really well. And he challenged me to believe that I could do more and be more. And within a year of listening to him, I everything increased, everything changed. And when I heard him, it made me investigate a lot of these other streams to see the type of content that was being pushed out there. And one of the things that you hear is men level yourself up in terms of your health, your education, your finances, your state of mind, your your the way that you read. The man is for promotes reading and education. Would you believe that? Mm-hmm. Right for 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 men. And in hearing that. It, we talked about how we spend our time. Like somebody else who I like is uh, Anton Daniels. I like. Uh, I may not agree with everything that he says, but I I, I respect his work worth his work ethic. Um, in that he is voracious about his business life and about education. And while there's a lot of men who spend their time watching television, you know, drinking beer, not being who they should be, we encourage men to be their best versions of themselves. And watch what you said earlier to be held accountable for the outcomes of your life. That is what the real manosphere is about. It is about man and power, but, but not making it seem like women are nothing. Exactly. Is that is that a fair assessment? That's a fair assessment. Excellent. And so I think this is what the church needed, but that men are not getting. We're exactly. getting the spiritual stuff. We're getting the religious experience, but we're not getting the 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 relative practical information so that we can take the stuff and principles we learn in the church and make our make a better marriage or to make sure that we're doing better in business. Is that right? They're focusing on the group that pays the most money. The women, the women, the people that, the, 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 the group of people that, that, that gives most of the church their time and resources are the women. And that's why the women predominantly just pack out the churches. And so they say, you know what? These men, eh, they feel far between. These women, they hear. My sermons need to be revolved around them. Uh, the way we do things, the things that we do here, you know, let's change things. And when you do that, oh, man, it, it, we always say that if you get in, in a woman's mind, some of them, not all, but if you get in a woman's mind and, and make her believe a certain thing, oh, it's, a, it's the biggest money grab, especially for churches. Especially for churches. 
So, so let me let me say this as well. So for any of the guys who are watching this, let me tell you something that, you know, I can speak for uh, uh, and he can speak for himself, a black man, a filter, myself, uh, Uncle Stu's. The goal for us is never to and, and, and it's bigger than the manosphere. So let me just let me just put that out there. We're this right. it's what we're trying to go after is bigger than this, but we, we can't neglect the impact that we're actually having. Exactly. The goal is to be a better man because we believe that men are to be leaders. And we're not talking about glorified men. We're talking about individuals who have a different degree of servanthood for their families and their communities. That's yeah. what we promote here. Right. Um, I want to make that clear so that people who are watching this understand what we are about and what the manosphere is all about. But listen, Uncle Stu is on here. So I want him to come in here. Um, and I want him to give his perspective on uh, 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 on this as well. So let me read some of these comments first. Brianna says, I left religion and church for the same reason. All fluff and seems like it preys on weak minds and is a money grab. Whoa. Um, in a large context, it is, but we are helping to change that narrative. Because as a Christian man, I believe that there is still value in the church and that when we put the focus back on kingdom and then we put the focus back on leadership and serving, I think things change. So thank you for your, uh, your comments on this, Brianna. We are working to change that now. Mm -hmm. Talk Hale says many men have left church because the church is producing so much feminine energy. Real men are not into emotionalism. Wow. Oh, so she preaching tonight. Wow. She talking for real. Oh, she, yeah. she talk oh. Hale is talking tonight. Yes, yeah, sir. Right. Excellent. Um, let, let's do this. Let's do this. Uncle Stu is in the back. I want Uncle Stu to come up here uh, and let's give us Uncle Stu. How are oh, you, sir? I'm doing well, doing well. Can Excellent. you hear me? Very all good right. to see you. Yes, yes can sir. hear you. Very good um, to see you. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Woke up. So if I'm looking real tired, forgive me. Forgive me, forgive me. It's all good. Merry Christmas to you and Auntie. Yes, Merry Christmas to everybody in the chat on the panel. Big Bad Bull, salute to you, sir. My little niece, talk hell, salute to you. Um, just to let so you know, I have two questions. Sure. The manosphere question. Sure. And the spiritual question. Mm -hmm. it, it, was that the last two? That way Absolutely. I know when I speak, I know where I'm at. Absolutely. Okay. Um, as far as I'm concerned, the manosphere is the church. Why do I say that? I'm going to say that it gives men both its spiritual, its intellectual, its masculinity, and its total dominance of freedom of mind, heart, body, and soul. When I use these terms, I want everybody to understand that I, I do know the Bible very well. Mm. I have studied it. And it is the only place where a black man can be a full-blooded Christian, Christ-like in his whole humanity. Mm -hmm. um, when I use the word spiritual, people say, well, you know, they're not spiritual. No, it is because in many churches, you have a false foundation doctrine that is continually be pushed upon Black men in the church. To me, the false doctrine starts at the foundation. What is the false doctrine? We started in Genesis. And the first thing they love to teach is they'll say, well, Eve ate the fruit. 
then Adam ate the fruit, but sin didn't come in until Adam ate the fruit. Therefore, <laughs> it's Adam's fault. Come oh, on. I'm sorry, I got to break down the book of Genesis. Come on, Doc. The book of Genesis says Eve ate the fruit, then Adam ate the fruit. But when God spoke, he spoke to both Adam and Eve. He held both equally accountable. He did not allow one to blame the other. So he held them both accountable and he punished each one accordingly. When you start the foundation by saying it was Adam's fault, you've already produced a false doctrine because you've made the woman holy and the man unholy. Therefore, the man is forever having to fight to be in right position because you classified him as being unholy. I'll challenge any preacher and I'll challenge any theologian because how do I know this? Because let's go to the old doctrine of theology. When you go and you read the works of St. Augustine, who was considered the 13th apostle, he makes it very clear that there were two cities that came out of that garden. One city being the holy city, the other one being the unholy city. And when you look at that doctrine, you'll understand that either you're on the holy side or the unholy side. So with that being said, they love to preach that doctrine, which already makes you a crippled man. Let's let me push back, Uncle Stu. Let me sure. push back. So so are we saying that it was both their fault, but that it is wrong for only Adam to be responsible? What are we saying on that part? What we're saying is that uh it was both their fault and both were in theory punished equally but they was punished when I say separately, meaning God asked Adam, where are you? Adam said, well, I'm blaming you because of the woman you gave me. Yeah. He said, yeah. Eve, do you know what you have done? Eve said, nah, it, 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 was, it was the snake that bewildered me. But what did God do? He had to cover both of them. He didn't just cover one of them. He covered both of them. So throughout scripture, you will hear God hold both man and woman accountable. Yes, we do read how certain men were leaders and, and, and how things took place. But we also see the punishment of women too. We may not preach it. We may not teach it. But it's definitely in the, in the scripture to teach it. What did the manosphere do? In America, and I can only speak about America, we have been given a, a false doctrine of love. Mm. We've been given a worldly doctrine of love, and then we applied the Bible to back up our false doctrine of love, our false doctrine of marriage, our false doctrine of prosperity. You mentioned Kevin Sanders. I tell everyone, Kevin Sanders wasn't the first one to teach high value. The church taught it in the 90s when they taught Boaz. They push Boaz. Google Boaz. You'll see more, almost, almost just as many sermons on Boaz than you will on Jesus Christ, yeah, son of Absolutely. the living God. Who was Boaz? A wealthy man. 
What was they teaching women? To go after a wealthy man? To go after this man with status? But they never taught women how to be women to be prepared for a Boaz because they never really preached on Naomi. I, I plan to preach on that one. And, 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 and then in order to get more money, they understood that a man knows a man. So a man that cannot lead a man is not worthy to be a leader. But what did they do? They pushed the false doctrine and told women, I am the man. But what you really had was a bunch of Ahab leadership with Jezebel wives. What's an Ahab leader and a Jezebel wife? Just because Ahab wore the crown, Jezebel had the power. And anytime that you control the power, you control the crown. So what was Jezebel? The woman who controlled the power. This is why Elijah ran. Elijah wasn't afraid of Ahab because Ahab didn't have no power. He was scared of Jezebel. She had the power. And you will see that. What did the Bible say? It said Elijah feared Jezebel because he knew Jezebel had the power to destroy him. So let me push back. Let me push back. Sure. So, so we're saying this, which I, that there's some truth to this. I'll probably do a different show on this to really dig, to really dig deep in this. But if this is the case, why didn't the men stay so that things could change? Why did we choose to leave and then complain about it? I'm going to say, I think we did complain. But we was upsurted by the, what, 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 what Nielsen Counseling defines as the love bomb. Because what mm. we did was the leadership love bombed our wives, our girlfriends, our grandmothers into the false doctrine. So what was the first thing they said? Well, if your husband ain't like me, if your husband can't do what I can do for my wife, if your husband can't be like this, well, how can you be that way when He's preaching in the church and paying no taxes. You having to go to work every day and pay taxes. Exactly. How can he be like you when you only work three days out the week and that man got to work five to six days out the week? So you're already on two different scales. He's able to buy his wife a brand new ring and a Cadillac off of the money you gave. So what he's did is he's subservient you because why? He ended up loving the church more than he loved his own wife. And who is the church? The church is Jesus's bride. So you got a lot of leadership that was committing adultery using the church. But in reality, it was committing adultery against Christ because the people don't belong to us. We're only supposed to minister and preach the gospel, give them what they need, whatever that need is, and then let them go. But what do we do? We claim them. These are my sheep. They're my people. This is my group. This is my tribe. These women praise me every day. And I love the praises of the women. I don't want to hear about you brothers because y'all going to hold me accountable as a man and I don't want to be held accountable. 
so let me say this really quickly, and then I'm going to get Jenna, Mike, in this as well. Uncle Stu, uh, we didn't even pre- we didn't even prepare this. Black men, we didn't even prepare this, but it seems like we're all on the same page when this is this is a much needed conversation. To the ladies on here who are married and want to be married, it is very important that you understand that in the context of marriage, I know that we've we, there's been this displacement of of structure and order in the family. Your husband comes before your pastor. I think I need to make this very clear because a lot of our women who grew up in church, we 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 glorified our pastors. We we put them on a pedestal, and there should be a reverence for your pastor. But your charity and your first ministry does not begin at Saint whatever the name of your church is. It begins at whatever your address is, and that respect starts with your husband. Of course, the same thing is with your husbands. But we've we've got to start teaching our women as well not to cover the pastor because he's in a position of leadership, because number one, he's still a man. And number two, just because you see how he um, carries himself in church does not mean that that translates in his life. And a lot of women want the prestige of being with the preacher without having the anointing and the call of being able to handle somebody with a call in their life. And I think what we have to do is we have to stop preaching women. You should find your Boaz because in preaching so we're, we're people take the whole the whole he's got to have this he has he has to have this going he has to be in this position and don't really realize that uh, uh Ruth was for Boaz that was her husband you shouldn't be covered in anybody else's husband your husband might be named Timothy and might be named Daniel you got to be the Ruth to your husband and quit looking for a Boaz because the truth is if we want to be real quick Ruth wasn't the one looking for him Exactly. It was the elders who saw the qualities in her who made the recommendation. And so what we've preached is women go look for it for themselves. Uh-oh, because you don't have any elders who can qualify you and Come make on, any man. recommendations. Come on, man. You preaching tonight. Are you hear what I'm saying? Oh, so what? I want to make this clear. Ladies, make sure that your husband comes first, not your pastor. All right, Jedi oh, Mike, are you in the can, building? Can, 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 can I just drop this? Go ahead, go ahead Uncle Stu. Pastor don't have a right to be trying to vet your man. That's your daddy's job. That's your uncle's job. That's your brother's job. Because your pastor want to act like he's vetting. He ain't vetting for you. He's vetting because he don't want you with a strong man uh-huh. that may take you out of his church. Uh-oh, That's oh, money. Oh, oh, wait, 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 oh. wait. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me grab on to your shirt tail right quick and, and whisper something in your ear. It's not only that. Not only, uh, Uncle Stu, will they do that, but they may be vetting that your wife for himself. Uh, can you say that little thing you say? Oh my God. He may be looking for your wife for himself. Oh, wait, 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 wait. But, 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 but wait a minute. She came to the pastor. She's, she's emotionally hurt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that why he tells her? I am the only one that can help you and heal you and mm. and, and 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 just follow me and let me uh-huh. seduce you with these kind of vibrational words. How about and I seen in the spirit that yeah. man ain't your husband. I yeah. seen yeah. in the spirit. Yes, Pastor. Oh. Yes, that's it, Pastor. Yes. Now hold on, guys. So let, let me push back. Let me push back. While this is the case for a lot of pastors. Individuals like Uncle Stu, Black Men Unfiltered, and myself, we are not this. And we actually believe if you don't have fathers, you don't have brothers, then the pastor should be in a position with other strong male integral leadership to to serve as the 
is the, I guess, stepfather or spiritual leadership exactly. for what you need. So I want to make that clear. Yeah. And, and also, also the pastor is supposed to help you find the man to wear the pants, not be in your pants. But you, go ahead, sir. Here. Listen, you're but, not going to listen, black man. We have talked about this in the after show, sir. You can't just be dropping bombs like that, sir. But if ladies, there's ladies, no man in the church, maybe he ain't the man to be following. Uh-huh. Come on. Because, because I say it today, I say it tomorrow. If a man cannot lead a man, he is not a man. You show me another church, I challenge any theology, Christian, Islam, Buddhism. You show me a theology that is created off of the backs of women that has lasted for over a thousand years. Yeah. Christianity was never the foundation to be off of the backs of women. And many of your churches is founded on the backs of women. But the manosphere is financially supported by men. I will say again, my platform is more financially supported by men because men see men. And I'll support men doing man things. That means I don't have a vested interest in trying to get into in between your legs. Come on, you you speaking tonight. So, so let me say I this did. as well. Yes. So let me say this as well. So, so guys, what, what I want to make sure we're doing, my goal is not to spew more negativity in an already toxic culture where there's already confusion about the church. What mm -hmm. I'm trying to do is bring some specific Truth. issues to the church so that we can talk about the solutions. So I, I don't want you guys mm -hmm. to think that we're saying stuff that's just salacious. What we're saying mm -hmm. is that we see what you see, but we are collectively doing something about that. If you go to any of our platforms now, we talk about the issues, but you're going to hear salute. Now, we're going to crack up and laugh, too. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. going to have a good time. But we're going to talk about the solutions. And so I, I want to make this clear. We got enough people just talking. We are we are here to do something about this, to change this narrative. Because we, we had a different conversation, and I think it was on Uncle Stu's platform, that there is still a need for churches. Mm -hmm. I yeah. still believe that there is. Absolutely. I think that the church, the, the church in its original intent was not supposed to be a place where you just came and heard the preacher. To be to be quite honest with you, it, the church was a place where ministry took place, which means that there was something for the homeless. There was something for those who were who were fatherless. There was something for individuals who wanted to be married. There, there was something for people who wanted to be in ministry. And I think the church, because we've lost sight of who we are individually, and there's no integrity there, we can't give from an empty cup. So we can't perform ministry that's not in our heart yet. And so what we're trying to do now is we're saying that we want our men and our women to understand our order and our structure together because the church doesn't bring, bring communities. Communities bring the church. Does and, that make sense? Yes. And, I, yeah. and, I, it, it, and the church is spiritually anorexic right now. Right. Because it, us, everything is falling away from it. Nothing. The men, it used to be so many men at the church talking to men, deacons and preachers and associate pastors and Men in the just, I mean, it used to be a plethora of men carrying groceries to women's cars and being there for the kids and having picnics and barbecuing for the kids. Now you don't see that anymore. All you see is women. That's it. Right. And 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 I'm gonna say when you when you study, especially the New Testament, um, and I'm gonna speak to Miss Mills too. When you study the New Testament, shout out to Mrs. Um, Mills Pastor. Shout yeah. out to Mrs. Mills Pastor. Love that. But when you speak to, when you, when you read scripture, you have to understand when you read what's called mm. the Pauline letters, 
those are letters to churches who were asking questions. The, 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 the letters of Corinthian, there is one letter missing. They can't find it doctorally. But when you break down those pastoral letters, they're letters of people writing about certain concerns dealing with what's going on in the home, in the church, how to handle certain problems or issues. Those are the letters. Um, Ms. Mills, shout out to your, to your pastor. Um, unfortunately, Ms. Mills, one good church versus a hundred bad churches. I've heard that statement before. Um, so shout out if your pastor is doing the right thing. Unfortunately, what is one pastor versus over 200? Can, to that can question, to that question, Uncle Stu, I'm going to bring in Jedi Mike. Uh, Jedi Mike is uh, one of the younger individuals, so I want to bring him on because uh, I want to get his perspective. Jedi Mike, how are you, my brother? I'm doing good. I hope you guys are having a good Christmas, y'all. Um, I know I did. It's been peaceful, though, but um, but yeah, I'm uh, glad you guys have me on the platform tonight. And Jedi is the is the son of a pastor. So that, yes. That's, that's even better. I, had, I was actually talking to one of the other um, elders in the, the church. I'm like, you know, um, I'm, I moved out of my parents' house and live somewhere different now. It's like I interacted with the elders in the ministry today, and I just shut up and listened because a lot of wisdom they you know they were sharing to me right now. Um, we had like two hour, two and a half hour conversation, but it can get to this point. Now, I want to kind of address your first topic going to talk about the manosphere, come from my background before I kind of came into this space, and then also transition so, to the topic we're going right now. Like, it's, it's the same specifically. What question will you be addressing first? So basically, is, is the minister about, of the new church, right? You know, because based off the art of the when you the review you gave of the article and kind of going to what this the stigma of this space and what might be the preconceived notions and also what uh, we as men on this panel don't identify as some people think that all men fear people are you know we're not monolithic or anything like that. We all think <laughs> the same, you know, because obviously yeah. you know we'll just say thing how we honor women and stuff like that, but then yet you know. We'll go on other platforms they call us a simp in two seconds but you know so just like you have to deal with that um but i want to come to the places that for me prior to this uh when you and i'm glad you mentioned not mentioning big content creators today because the beginning about i i honestly believe as opposite as a person now fully active in this space is like um the manosphere is not what it used to be about six seven months ago um this past year because since you know, obviously you can say when YouTube uh, content creators rose, but also you saw certain divisions and within the community itself, knowing and, and kind of push back the stigma that a lot of people, you want to say third wave feminism is claiming that, you know, we're not holding our own folks accountable. So when we have folks who want to sell a thousand dollar courses to, you know, get women and all this stuff, and then we call them out on it, they don't want to talk about that. But those are moments we actually hold them accountable, but then hence, mm -hmm. you know, they want glossed over thinking that we're all one the same where we're not. Um, and like you said, there's certain content creators I do not like agree with everything they're saying, but I don't have to, you know, like you. I don't have to say hey, you're my best friend to know what you said was truthful, right? Um, and I can say this from a place I was on anti manosphere platforms prior to like I've got on Lapeef and gone to you guys and stuff, um, because like I was getting the first e jerk reaction of you know of certain these creators, you know, thinking that you basically just 
uh, not being held accountable, just certain guys that we know, like in far, far red, you know, red pill spaces, that's something that we don't really agree with and everything stuff. We always, we already talked about, I don't have to go into it again, but, um, and the point about it is that I saw these platforms where there's men, you know, and who I still consider my friends today that, you know, there's these platforms that talk about these, you know, issues, but then the moment where they have a full line of women uh, backing them in the community that the moment that they step out of line and hold them accountable, they pull them up, raise, put them up on a pedestal just to knock them down, right? And um, and I honestly think that basically would come of uh, this, uh, I don't want to say the idolization of, of, of men telling women what they want to hear instead of what they need to hear. Because I go shout to, what's her name, April Mason or something, um, She's saying that you want to make a lot of money, tell black, uh, tell some women what they want to hear, you know, not even tell them what they need to hear. Cause then you basically be dealing with conflict. Um, and when I saw what happened was when there was, uh, uh, this content creator, when they were basically, you know, trying to hold one moment when he stepped out of line, and actually hold women accountable, they destroyed him. And I was just like, wait a minute. And this, is the, this is the community that we are part of saying that we, you know, that we want black men to be better when you don't even give, give credit to father's day. When you don't even give credit to, um, you know, actual marriages where you want active leaders, but yet they can't dictate terms, you know, in a benevolent way. You know, when you say these words of saying like, you know, co-captains instead of saying the whole 50-50, when we, our mentality is 100 and 100. And, and, I, and I knew this, that my, my mindset changed. One, you know, when I got in a relationship, uh, when I got in a relationship uh, prior to this year, and secondly, when my grandmother passed away on my birthday this past year. Um, cause she was a very active Sorry to hear that, person. Uh, thank you. Uh, but she was a very active person in my life, but like, she told me something just in terms of just my, like, um, my self-worth as a man and saying that I must have, I raised you to be a gentleman. Also, you're supposed to be, uh, you know, a man of value, you know, not saying that, you know, you should not be in a way throwing your pearls amongst the swine as yourself, you know, as a human, as a, as a being, if you knowing that you are acting in character, acting, you know, being integrity, but at the same time. You have to address the whole accountability. It's like you see my my father been married for 27 years with my mother. And I see, you know, much is not this is a marriage, not perfect. But like we got to start having these spaces where as men, we hold ourselves accountable and also addressing these issues. But they don't like it because these uh, today's this age is basically uh, uh, infeminating the male uh, boys to be grown males instead of grown men. And then it basically the women are that are going against this manosphere. You're basically creating the very men you complain about. I want to go hey. talk about um, the the uh, the moment when the Lapeef Network recently is when one caller came in one night. It was right before that a uh, guy was talking, going to the Bible talk with Anton, and right. it was Jr. and Anton was going at this Duke. He's saying, "I used to be a you know a simp and all this other stuff," and they were having a man conversation. That one female caller, and it was her first time calling, she wanted to interject herself in the conversation and and basically not realize that they were trying to, I won't say break down this dude, but he, he was saying a lot of things that were contradicting and not really you know, being direct with him. And as a man, those two guys were talking to him what they what he needed to hear. And the women, they were stepping back. There's one woman, she's like, oh, no, you guys being too rough for him, blah, 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 all this, blah, blah. And then, then Anton J.R. like, ma'am. You need to stay in your place, ma'am. This is for us to take care of this because we're trying to make sure that he doesn't become another man that you're going to complain about. And yet you're getting mad at us as the process of us actually having these tough conversations, being direct with them, going to say something that might hurt their feelings and get offended. But just like you just, even if you got offended, doesn't mean you were told the truth because the truth is sometimes offensive. 
And sometimes you gotta be offended to actually think, to actually see. Listen, you know, uh, 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 Jedi Mike, you, what you just said was prolific. Uh, say that again about the truth. Uh, what is it again? I said the truth can be offensive. Right, but That's even prolific. if it was offended, doesn't mean you were not told the truth. It's just like, and you know, in order for you to think, you got to risk being offend, offended or That's risk it. being offensive. You know, now, but yeah, right, and is that and and what I mean by that is not in saying calling, you know, name calling all you know, these women, calling them all the stuff that some of these you know guys in the spaces that get misconstrued and over get clouded over what actually begins to root a problem. There is a level of disrespect that comes with it. But like I said, I don't speak for them. I only speak for myself. I, and, and I think that uh, this generalization of, of these people want to actually think that uh, uh, when we actually get into the truth of us having being unified as a, uh, as a unit of terms of marriage, as men, we look at outcomes and just go transition to the church. The reason why we uh, a lot of men, we left the church when my father said, because fortunately, you know, Women are fed, you know, in terms of the prosperity gospel. Men are fed the application of the gospel, right? So you have to understand it's like with that, you know, you know, one cannot go out the other. So you're wondering why that men are leaving because they're seeing that, like I said, the pedestal of a God telling you what you want to hear, take your offerings, multiple, multiple ones. And even then might be snaring you in the spirit, telling you like, you know, I, I see anointing on your life. Listen, let's go into my prayer room. Hence, you know, so it's like, we'll go, and, and I've seen this for years when I was growing up and now, as I'm older, I'm having these tough conversations with my dad, like, hey, when I was seven, I saw a pastor, you know what, doing it. Was that? Yes, it was. He was doing this. And now they have, a, you know, now you wonder where the kid came from, right? Out of nowhere. It's like he having me conversations now, now I come old enough to have these, you know, things that I was exposed to as a child. Go ahead. So let, let me ask you something now, Jedi Mike. So with what you've seen before uh, and with the exodus of men in the church, do you believe that the manosphere is the solution to this, that, that this is the new church for men? Um, is it doing more good or is it causing damage? Well, here's the thing. It's like I be careful when I say I identify myself in the manosphere, but it's like because even then, the people network and other stuff like they don't say don't identify the manosphere because I think everyone has their own specific definition what it is, because I don't include certain content creators who claim that they are ones is like, you know, like I said, selling these thousand dollar courses. And ones who are supporting them, you know, in the echo chamber and everything like that. I don't, I don't affiliate with those guys, but they said they're manosphere, and I'm like, I don't, and I don't affiliate with that. But, but because of that, we have spaces like this, which is, I think, is edifying. So I don't think so. It's like a double-edged sword. Like, so I, it's a very difficult question from, honestly, for me to ask. I mean, answer because it's like uh, whether it becomes, you know, the church. I think, I think it becomes a place where we know as men we can come into council to have a, you know. A conversation and whether we might be you know agree disagree whatever in the inner dialogue it, it happens but i think the importance is whether that if it's the church or not i think the importance is that we're having the conversation in the first place that we weren't having 10 years ago and so i think that now what happened with the pandemic it basically gave it almost a uh a uh almost a i want to say a spark and a flame of, of us mm -hmm. as men actually becoming more mm -hmm know uh bring our awareness about certain issues because i'm be, i'm very intrigued what's uh, the dynamic of relations going to happen in the next 10 to 15 years now because we have these conversations today so and the country so hey, can, can i can i say something i agree with jedi mike just because you're an african-american male content creator does not mean you're part of the quote-unquote manosphere space you may tap into manosphere, let's say understandings, 
and create your space to speak to the understandings of it, but it doesn't necessarily mean you are total manosphere. So for example, I might say I have experience of red pill things and issues, but I'm not necessarily a red pill content creator, you know, right. or I might have experience in certain areas of the manosphere, but I'm not necessarily this one, that one, et cetera. Here's, um, here's another good one. Here's another sure. good one. I, I advocate for men's rights. I'm a, I'm a proponent of men's rights, but me being a proponent of men's rights, don't associate that with all this negative stuff that you're talking about. And and, and I'm going to tell you something, you know, I'm, I'm down with Jedi Mike in this argument. Um, as you know, I study a lot of things that does come out of, I don't want to say the educated because that's a belittling statement. The T sector, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I, Right. I, I study a lot of things that has come out of that space. To me, this is just for me. If you're if your talking points don't align with any experience I've ever had, I kind of leave it there. I can relate to the history. I can relate to structure, like the first original, you know, the structural part, meaning the political part. Um you know, some of some of those parts. Um, so I can relate to that and see that. Um, I can relate to where the church fell. So I kind of say I get in where I fit in. And then I try not to use the Bible to beat up other people. That's why I was explaining the big bad bull is I'm not speaking as, oh, all these churches are doing it because of my background and places I've been, I'm trying to educate women not to fall victim to a lot of things. It's just like when, when black men said, stop listening to Derrick Jackson. No one wanted to hear that. And they thought we just hated Derrick. No, no, we don't hate Derrick. We're telling you, this dude is not telling you truth. I'll, I'll do you one better. I actually gave the video to my mother. I said, and she, and I said, mom, what do you think about this? The dude's lying. I right. gave it to my mother. My own mother's like, no, this dude's lying. Like, why? Like, listen, it's very easy to, one, you see an attractive, obviously, the physically attractive guy in his car, you know, talking about this so prolifically, you know, provokely about the guys and stuff. And I'd be very careful when someone, you know, with him, he doesn't put his own self on his character in terms of how him being, like, showing humility uh, when, you know, uh, when of his actions or his downcomings, and when he got called out and exposed, what happened was even then there was some type of being up this being disingenuous in his way. For example, referring to himself in the third person instead of saying the words "I did this," oh, I like Derek Jackson did this, not I did this, because then you're kind of separating yourself from the action to the man, you know. And we and we as men saw that years ago when like. When, when the content, when more and more content kept coming. So, and now when we called it out, I, I still saw people like, I still want someone like Derek Jackson to like, be like that. Like, no, you don't. Because you, sh like, you should watch what's up. Oh, men, what we do, not what we say. Even myself included. Just like Sir Hale, Black Man Fields, your uncles too. Like, I'm, we're not exempt from accountability and also us what exactly. we speak from our words. We're, yep. you know, and we're exempt from actions. Can I tag on to that real quick, Sir Hale? 
Yes, sir. The most contradictive thing is two things here, and I'm and then I'm done. Derek Jackson went through all of that. Women were saying, even now, oh, he was going through something. He's gonna shake back. And his followers are still in the millions. Now he says he's helping single moms. And now mm-hmm. he has a whole nother platform now for single moms mm-hmm. still making his money. And then the whole Kevin Samuels thing. One night Kevin had a show. I don't know if you guys saw it. Kevin said women hate him, but his show is 78% financed by women. Women. That's well, I'm a, I'm a, let me, let me, let me say this. It's, it's not that women hate him. Let's, let's, let's really analyze what he did successfully. Let's, 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 give, let's give credit where credit is due. By the time he transferred over, because we got to remember, 80% of his time on YouTube was talking to men. Men, yeah. right. And, 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 and we have to keep telling everybody that. 80% of this man's content was directly talking to men. So now let's look at the 20% and we got to give it what it is. 20% success rate. Show me another pastor. Now, this, this is where I say the challenge come from. Show me another pastor that has ever been able to gravitate or reach the ears. I'll say a half a million men. How many? He, he always said, I am here to change and get the conversation started. He always said, I am not, you know, he never claimed to be all the things he spoke about. He says, I listen to men and I'm only in the talking in the high value category of men. Those guys that are making the a certain amount. And he made it very clear. These guys got to be X amount of money. They got to do it for a certain period of time. They got, you know, he gave his, his whole thing. And what he did was he got the conversation started. He said things that you couldn't say in corporate America. I can't say to a woman, listen, tell you the honest truth, sis, I'm really not attracted to a girl with three colors in her hair. I'm not really attracted to six to 12 inch fingernails. I'm, I, I, I like meat on my bones, but that's not meat. That's way over. I don't like lime black, you know. Right. We yeah. can't say certain things. And he gave the, the, the big push in that voice and then what what happened when he gave that that push all of a sudden it allowed other men to do to it. be able to speak mm-hmm. you know because what 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 was the biggest thing now i go all the way back to 1995 the million man march people don't know the 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 h e double l we caught just marching just to say we want to be the fathers and we want to come back to our neighborhoods and do this and do that. We had some of the biggest name Black Panther Party women come out against the Million Man March. They totally disrupted the whole narrative of what the Million Man March was all about. And now what started to happen was you had two groups that came after men. You had black and white feminist movement mm-hmm. came after black men. Mm-hmm. 
Then you had what I call, and see, I'm old enough to say it, the Marcus Garvey movement. You know, the 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 if you don't call the women the queen, if you ain't dark enough, and if your woman ain't black, all of a sudden you began to feel the over-policing of your masculinity. You're not allowed to talk like Sir Hill. That's threatening. What do you mean you coming and talking to me with a baritone bass voice? What do you what do you mean? You, you, <laughs> you can't talk like that. What 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 do you mean? You, you, Sir Hell, wife, you don't have to take his last name. You free. You ain't gotta take that. You free. So all of the attack came in. And what certain people, because the manosphere is not some, is not Kevin Samuels. There's a whole history behind this thing yeah so i actually be at the start of the show i actually read an article and talked about uh this in the monologue so if you guys haven't seen that i'll replay the video i did uh hopefully i did a good job if you guys rate me later uh but take a look at that the very beginning of it we talked about what the manosphere was how it started um and what it is not what it is not um, again, what we do on this platform is while I don't believe I'm not just manuscript, the, the, where I want this network to go is I want to empower people. Um, I want to speak to men and women, but I also want to empower marriage and family. I believe in that. I believe we're going to get back to a safe community, build our churches. We got to start promoting healthy family by telling the truth, uh, on these things. So I want to make did that abundantly see, clear. Did you see the clip? Cause I, I happen to have seen the monologue, um, did you see the clip that uh, Kevin Samuels did where he basically gave a challenge to all churches mm -hmm. saying, yes, I have, you know, I got all these men, 51% of men want to be married. I'll tell anybody now, I told you when I did the video, when I did the panel, which we're going to do again next year in January. I said, when I did the panel, I love Jesus, but I can't stand church. My analytics jumped. So that let me know there's a need for the teaching of Jesus, the practicing of Jesus, and how we get it started. Technically, yeah. that wasn't even, those numbers wasn't supposed to be high. So it lets me know that if people say, well, these people don't believe in God, they don't believe in that's a lot because my numbers was right behind TLA. And we're looking at a man that is over the 100K. And we didn't have no big platform people on that panel. And yet people came just to hear. And, and we scrambled our topics. This, this coming year, we're going to narrow those topics and have a more focused understanding. So that's that right there proved to me, no, there's a large volume of black men that want to go to church. There's a large yeah. volume that, that wants to be under good leadership. So that Uncle tells Stuff, me off top. And they want I to think, be married. I think what it is is that men have finally found their voice. We're yeah. able to say things, be unapologetic about it, we now know how to deal with shaming language. We know how to deal with it. Before we were at a disadvantage, even if we tried to deal with it, then it just gets flipped around. So now 
Not only that, we have support of other men who feel the same way. And I think this is what's changing the culture. Um, so I, I, Jedi has something, but after Jedi, I'm gonna pose a question to the panel and then we're gonna get ready to wrap the show up. And, okay. and like you said, you, you made a point about the whole shaming language. Cause I, like I said, I've been in spaces before, like prior to this, like where on panels where they call Kevin Samuels, you know, gay and all this stuff. And then calling all this other stuff, um, you know, uh, you, you know, man, being emotional and stuff. But I'm, and I was take a step back for a minute. Cause you know, there's a point when, you know, when you realize, you know, that to a point it's, it's kind of like, I gotta say, and I gotta say it's a spirit, you know, you had to, uh, gotta be much in the word or at least to have a discernment to know this when you're in an atmosphere you know that's that you're not conditioned to be in because like, you feel love with discomfort like something is not right you know where you i'm advocating for a good men and you know saying oh you're being emotional but if i go screaming yo you know for black women yes go yeah well you're here for black women and i'm not saying we're not supposed to be supporting them at all but to a point there is a narrative where we cannot uh i cannot promote and uh, praise the leaders that the women claim they need and want. Well, how like, and it's counterintuitive, like you know, because then it's almost saying, I know for them to if I uplift the man, I belittled you, not knowing if I actually belittled your leader, I uplift you along with him. Like, that's I don't get, I don't, and I just don't get it. It's that the shaming language we come in saying, Oh, you being emotional when you're talking about these certain things, uh, especially when you get to right, exactly, especially when you get into points where. You know, you having argument. I don't say arguments, but discussions with women, and you kind of deconstruct and having being you no know, uh, positive and uh, tone. But even then, the fact that you even challenge them is that somewhat is offensive. And I knew, and and I changed that when I got in a relationship, knowing that all that whole you call it. You know, people have the name called the you know the beta, the beta simple, whatever you want to call it, where they're just somewhat you know just uh, subservient to the woman, where it's like they're not even a man, like where he can't stand on his two feet, where he just almost like you know. Uh, to a way that it's almost he see himself lesser than the, you know than her, and therefore his actions in the way of like I guess you're the nice guy, whoever it might be. But in Tim, the women are not going to respond to that. And unfortunately, I do believe in terms of men of cultivation of the woman, you know, folding them, holding her like as clay, you know, not fixing her, but like molding her as clay. In terms, of, you know, when you guys become one as a unit in terms of marriage. But I the one thing I don't I, as as people, why can't we advocate for success on both parts? especially the leader when we're saying that's what's lacking you know a man wants to be validated you know when he's when he's actually being a leadership role i'm not saying he should be you know put uh, be put on a pedestal or be like worship or anything but at least give him you know some credit uh, to a point where you want to see other men be a part okay i want to be an edifying man and a fine leader because i know in the position that i'm going to be respected and i'm going to be treated in like the way that i'm i belong and you know in terms of where i am and i'm i'm actually wanted when you say things of saying independent, you know, instead of saying the point which is interdependency, you know, which is really the point where it should be going, because also there's a negative thing of codependency, right? So I think that with that, uh, we just have to keep up saying uplifting a man to a point where we got to get the point <laughs> back, regardless of them could calling us emotional, because it's just passion, in my opinion. And, and Kevin, let me, t let me, okay, go ahead, black man. No, I was going to say, and Kevin Samuels, he he's only saying what men are thinking and and That's he's and, and he's defending men at a higher level than other men has ever done so when a woman calls in for example and say yeah kevin i can't find a good man good men and he'll stop her right in her tracks no 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 51 percent of men are not married 51 percent of men don't have children what are you talking about oh well how tall are you 
how much do you what size dress do you wear since you want this man that's built like Idris Elba what do you what, what, what do you want and then he says ma'am you're built like a running back when he's now that's now most people laugh at that but he's he's that's his reality of what he sees as an image consultant hey listen you're this way I need you to go work out women men want me women that are uh what did he say submissive cooperative and fit and he said if you want a man that's fit then you must also be what you want but there's a condition to that because they always say well in terms of being a feminine woman that there's conditions for me to be feminine towards a man but you never hear have any woman say uh man can be a conditional with masculinity it's we have to be masculine by default in order to be respected but yet with femininity comes in, in terms of how she supposed to act as a woman there have to be conditions for her to actually be that because like i said the scripture a man who finds a wife finds a good, a thing. good thing i didn't say his wife i said a wife there's a difference so, like, you know, that's Larry, the, so there's that's I remember the what he always says. And I know we ain't signing. He's going to have a lot of value to this conversation. Um, my last statement is, remember, shame, guilt and need to be right. So if I can shame you. I hope to win. Mm -hmm. If I can guilt you, mm -hmm. I hope to win. Mm -hmm. And if I can't do that. I'm going to argue that I'm right, even when my results shows I'm wrong. And so to me, when you sit up there and you call a man out his sexuality, when we know historically within the last 10, when they go to the hair salon, who's doing their hair? Who's the best hairstylist? Who's the number uh, one fashion coordinator? But, but then you turn on, no, but, but I'm not saying that to be belittling or stereotyping. Oh, I know. There's I mean, no, you're, you're, you're not showing equality. You're going to tell me this man has been online for six years. He has been in the national public and you can't show me nothing. And my question is, let's just argue. Suppose if he was. Is what his message is it still right or wrong? Can you go after the argument, not the messenger? Well, here, let me let me say this. So I think part of this is two things. One, sign language uh, is perpetuated because a lot of men haven't told other men about it. We've seen our fathers get stuck and drowned in it. We did so we just uh, took on that same behavior. So men speaking on these things and letting each other know, like I love what you did, Uncle Steele, on your platform, um, where you spend time talking about mental health. Uh, I think that was such a beautiful thing because what it does is it humanizes men. And men right now, we are not humanized. We are robots. And the only time we are pedestalized is when we have to put our life on the line or we're responsible oh, in the moment of a crisis. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think what we what you did in that platform is helped to humanize men. And I think what all of us content creators, those of us who have a voice have to do is keep that message going on that even if I am emotional, that doesn't mean that it's negative. It doesn't mean that I'm less man and means sure. that I, too, have uh, I, too, have feelings. If you burn me with fire, it's going to hurt. If I lose somebody that I love, I might cry, but it doesn't make me any less of a man. Um, to be quite honest with you, if you want people to fight war, it takes a degree of emotions under control to be able to fight for a country who doesn't sometimes appreciate that sacrifice. So we want to talk right. about emotions. Let's re let's really talk about that instead of using that in a. And I'm speaking to women who use that in a way to emasculate men. You want a man with emotion. What do you think it is when he gets up in the middle of the night, is willing to put his life on the line to defend you? You think that's just us being logical? 
It's the degree of emotions under control. And I think because we can position that in a way, and there's a lot of men who pander to women, that a lot of this bad behavior goes on. So platforms like this help to curb that. Exactly. Right. So I, I got to put that point out. We ain't signing. I'm going to bring you up. Uh, I want to see what your thoughts are on this. And then we're going to get ready to wrap this show. Listen, uh, Uncle Stu, a black man. Jenna, thank you all so much for taking the time on this Christmas evening. Oh, you absolutely. know, we stay hard at work. We stay working. So thank you so much. Thank you, man. We, uh, thank you for being on, on, on with me last night, bro. So, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely. Just, man, that was hilarious. Yeah, I, need yeah. a, I need to clip the notepad section. Man, if you go back and watch it, uh, Sir Hale, before you came on, when the young lady came on and she started talking about, you know, what she wanted to do in her life and her and her career is going to be before a man, but she really wanted her baby. She was all over the place, right? Uh, for a little while. And then all the guys took out, I mean, it was not rehearsed. Nothing happened. All the guys took out their notepads to start taking notes of what she was saying at the same time, bro. They, be, they, be start, they begin to learn. I'm, I, and Jedi started it. He started it. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yo, we signed up. What you got for us, man? Gentlemen, Sir Hell, salute. Uncle Stu, I just saw your message, but you that was like 3 a.m. in the morning for me. So, <laughs> I know. I, I realized after I sent it, like, oh, dang, I forgot what time it is. <laughs> yeah, that was like 3 a.m. But hope everyone's doing well. Happy holidays to the folks. So this is, I'm just going to be really short because I know you want to wrap up. I want to delineate between Manosphere and the Black Manosphere because uh, what the mainstream America is going through, mainstream men has, are going through now, we have went through in 1968, 1970, with the advent of Richard Nixon and the whole Welfare Act to separate the family, the men and the women. So they, they're, they're feeling this now. And so, and so now their women don't know how to handle the, the kind of retribution that the you know, mainstream men are, 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 are saying, right? Black manosphere started out as a red pill space. Then it evolved to other things. Because when we look at the black manosphere, we, we, we have much more than red pill space. You have the, the Christian space, <clears throat> which is you guys, Uncle Stu, right? I would say Uncle Stu is the thought leader of the Christian space of the black manosphere. You have the finance, you have the finance space where you have like JT pocket watching, right? You have the legal space with TLA. You have fashion space with uh, uh, the OG something, whatever, right? But there's a couple couple black people that do like fashion and space like that. Do you have finance? Do you have the um, travel abroad, passport bros, right? That talks about traveling abroad, building business abroad, things like that with uh, IP and Zoom to Thailand, et cetera, right? So, there, so the Manosphere has, even though it started as Red Pill, it has broadened into a community and uh, like lifestyle. Do you have O'Shea with, with um, the tea talk and all of that, right? So in short, is the manosphere toxic? No, because now the red pill, red pill space has become the smallest space because now you have guys mm. like, um, now you like solo TV, Anton Daniels with Millionaire Talk, solo TV with crypto, Perry Unlikely with crypto, wealth engineering with, with business. I'm going to be on his panel tomorrow talking about how to source from China. Right or how to build a business abroad, so now the manosphere is much more it's much more expansive than just red pill talk now, right? So and, let me ask you this. And, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Finish and I'll ask you this question. And, and Kevin, Kevin Samuels is not a part of the black manosphere. That's what I was told too. Yeah. No. 
Right. And then, and then, yeah, and just like, and then you have um, Pastor Dow, who's also kind of like a red pill preacher, but he's different. But, but, but you have much more than just red pill talk now. Yeah, so my question is, so the, the, the question that I'm posing is the manosphere, the new church for men. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? So I, I think I think that's tough. I, um, I would probably say no, because uh, I think the Christian sector, you guys sector are not big enough to replace replace that yet. But I think it will be replaced. I think that um, because the everyone in the manosphere is finding their kind of niche, I think is the more you guys grow, the more that will be true. That statement will be true, right? Because black black men, black men who don't go to church haven't been going to church for years, right? I haven't gone to church for years, but I think uh, as you guys grow, as you guys get bigger, as you because I mean, like I kind of feel like this is like the Christian space. So as this part of the black manosphere grow, then that statement will be true. Hmm. Or that question will be true. That, that's Excellent. my answer to that. All right. So the ladies in the chat, I want you guys to uh, uh, make sure you give me an answer again. I, I got one, one, which means we think that the manosphere is the new church and that it is not hurting. And then I got a two, which is the opposite of that. Um, Uncle Stu, after the show, I'm not sure if you can hang around. Black man, I'm not sure if you can hang around. I will. But I got an idea. Jedi, if you got it, if you got a little bit, I got an idea. Uh, so before, wanna, I'm, we're going to close this this show up really quickly, but I'm going to give everybody final words, and then I'm going to speak. But then I want us to meet just for a few minutes after this. Yes. Sure. So Uncle Stu, uh, Black Man, Jedi, with us going forward now, with us seeing that there is benefit to the manosphere. There is bona fide, justifiable, factual information that the manosphere is doing some good. Mm-hmm. If 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 we signing it is, is right that it's not the new church for men, how can we learn from the manosphere to improve how we reach men in our churches? When you say in our churches or here on YouTube? I mean, our churches. Yeah, that's a deep thought. Uh, yeah. The, the reason that's a deep thought is, 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 is for two reasons. Um, number one, the same fight that you have on YouTube you got to take it above. So you're literally going to have to take knowledge and information that you have here and begin to sound radical in the church. Um, example, you're going to have to now teach teach all of the books because I got I'm getting a list of them little by little. Um, you're going to have to literally go in read those books, study those books, and then go back to the doctrine. And even your mind has to be renewed and then start dealing with it scripturally. I'm getting ready to challenge one of, challenge an argument that is, that is, that I was asked to speak to from a biblical perspective. Um, one of the arguments, should black men be forced to, or shamed to take on women with children? Well, we know the answer to that. So <laughs> do you understand now? No, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. That's a, yeah, and, that's- and, and, and I've had more than one male 
come to me with this challenge. Now, they've got my answer on the back end. The answer hasn't really always came forth on the front end. And that's going to be something that people who is pushing this, this ideology may not really like my response. Because well, I also don't want the Bible to be used as a shaming tactic. Well, last time, you know, you saw how that went last time. <laughs> right. Hey, guys, hey, guys, I want to wrap it up. So let's let's stay on it. So so based off of this, if if the if if the manosphere is not the new church, but is beneficial, what can we take from the manosphere to reach men in our churches? And what can I think we do? David said it. David, uh, uh, Wayne Simon said it best. He acknowledged what this space is. He acknowledged who is the space. Oh man! Oh, hold on. Listen, somebody <laughs> going through something, and they hold on. Let me let me take center stage for a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Ladies and gentlemen, what you just witnessed a moment ago was the sounds of a very deep bowel movement there was a sound that protruded from the rear end from the anus that you guys may have heard of it may have been disturbing to you if this has happened to you i want to take this time to apologize and let you know that we are with you we're here for your support thank you guys public service announcement well me <laughs> Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. Oh <laughs> let, the record, let, the, let the record show that we ain't signed it was muted at the time of the year. hell. It wasn't me either. But when I heard I want to keep the show going, you realize, oh, no, you no, recognize no, no, no. it. My chair, hon. Jedi, is there something that we need to discuss, sir? Is, there, is everything okay going on? Wait, do you hear it now? No, you were trying to reproduce that, man. It's okay. Yeah, you were trying to Ladies reproduce and gentlemen. No, 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 no. That, that was probably, I leaned back and then I was like, oh, then no, I was muted. And I was like, Ladies and up. gentlemen, I think we have the culprit of the <laughs> sound that protruded moments ago. You are seeing firsthand witness of who this, who did it. Mr. Jetta, Mike, Ms. Jetta, I, would you like to, would you like to say something? I like to say, I know I plead the fifth. But um no uh <laughs> no but seriously, no this is a chair man no I was like no, right, we, just give you a hard we, time we 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 hold you accountable after the show yeah. <laughs> now just so y'all know yeah, just so I, you know if, if if me and black man filter on any platform together anything we can use for comedy it's just gonna be used it don't matter what it is okay. yeah nah it's okay but no I I think I think um getting back on topic. We ain't signing, I believe, said it best. Oh my God. And and basically that just means we have created or creating or cracking the whip per se. And our platforms are navigating and moving towards the 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 Christian hemisphere where we're where we're giving voice to the voices and we're saying you can come hear the gospel. And, and, and I'm going to say this, it's going to sound comical. You can come hear the gospel preached for free. You can come get edified for free. You can come and have a relationship with the leader for free. Okay. You understand? We're not sitting here saying, give me all your money, and then I'm going to teach you. It's about that. I think the thought process is, 
you're taking what's being said, you're understanding what's being said. And then you're actually going into scripture and saying, you know what? Here it is here. Just like when I talked about Ahab and Jezebel, we have a narrative for that. We can go to book of Revelations where Jezebel's name is mentioned again. We can go to Samson and see the Delilah. Um, unfortunately, I have the book. He says, I don't want Delilah. I want you where he speaks about laying, laying your head on the, on the wrong woman's lap and giving up your information and what that does. So we have scripture to be able to build back our men, allow them no longer to be shamed, no longer to be guilt. And definitely I destroy that Genesis narrative of, oh, the woman is holy and you the one who is seeing. So everything is on you, you, you. No, I believe in the equality of accountability because I, like I do that. have men who are economically sound, mentally sound, spiritually sound. I still got them picking up the phone talking about, I can't find a good one. Excellent. You know? I love that. I, and, and I can agree with that. Yes. So, I, you know, and if I got 51% of a population of black men and, I, and I, I'm raising one now, no babies, unmarried, working, doing all the right things, then that, that, that's, a, that's a wide open space and a market. They're just looking for someone that can show them. And what do I mean by show them? Nobody has to run out here and say, look, look at me, I'm, I'm a holy, I'm thou. I'm, I'm not, bro, I made some mistakes. <laughs> I'm not perfect. You can see my face. You, you, you want to know how to, I made some mistakes. Let me teach you what not to do that I did. No, no, I should have kept it in my pants. I should have did this. So when I minister to you, I'm not telling you, I did these exact things, but it's one of those. If 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 I can teach you what I even wish I can master, and I think we have too many people who is not willing to sit down, listen, understand what a man is saying, instead of taking it and say, "Well, I'm going to shame you because the spirit of God." And that man is saying, "I don't want to take on this woman with 20 kids and." get caught up and it's just like I, I i we talked about we may need two different institutions if you're going to talk about marriage are we going on to go on a, a biblical understanding of it or are you going on a government understanding of it again that's a that's a question that needs to be asked because you can't tell this man married his woman from a christian perspective and then all of a sudden she's allowed to go to the world system and destroy this Christian man. And then because she comes into the church and she gives her narrative, we done push that man out of the church to heal the woman that gave us this narrative that doesn't work. Excellent. So let me take a, a, a brief break. Big Bad Bull, appreciate the cash app, sir. You are the real MVP. Um, if you guys want to continue to give, please do that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate all of it. 
Um, uh, I support every platform. If you've been on here and I haven't supported your platform, let me know and I will. But I, I am a firm believer in supporting the platform, not just in terms of me showing up, but with my dollars as well, because we're all doing this. And I think that it's you you encourage people by when you give, even if it's a dollar, it, it means something. It says that you appreciate it. So thank you so much. Exactly. And to all those who will give, thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. Uncle Stu, again, I want you to hang back uh, uh, in a black man and Jedi as well. But I want to get a Jedi's uh, uh, take on this as well. If if what Wing Sinan has said is that the Manosphere is not the new church, but there's a good components of the Manosphere, then how can we take some of these principles and apply them to the way we do church to win some of our men back? Well, the one thing you, well, the way that, you know, in terms of principles you have, I guess, in this space you have that you don't have at the church is that we're not having a lot of provoking conversations. You know, we're not being, you know, we're talking at each other, not to each other, right? And I think that a lot of things is a, uh, um, when men, you know, they see outcomes instead of say what you, you know, uh, then the words that come out of your mouth, you know, actions speak louder than words. But also, I think that, uh, well, way that how we can kind of transition that more, trying to expand it more is, I, I mean, it's going to take some time, but I think it just comes with spreading the more accountability on each other. But also we're making sure that I feel like on this space that we're just also practicing that we are edifying men, but also being men based in integrity. Um, and, and like, I know a thing that um, Uncle Stu always said, you know, we don't, we're not men of shortcuts, right? You know, we're for long, we're, we're men of process, right? And I think that honestly, when you see that a lot in the church where in the old days it used to be in terms of how we know how, you know, no one just because they had a high popularity in the church that automatically equipped them to be a leader. No, there was a process for you to actually become that. And I think we need to bring that process back um, in terms of the, the church. It's no way to answer that's one of the principles I think you can say that can hopefully lead to that solution. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Black man, what do you actually we sign it? What do you have on this? I know your perspective is different. And just so you guys know, my platform, my goal is not to appeal to one particular religious belief. I uh my goal is I, I can learn from anybody. I can learn from anything without it shaking what I believe. And I don't want to segment myself off from different experiences because I'm going to have to collaborate with people across the globe. Um, so I want to make that clear. So this is why I ask other people who di- believe differently what their perspective is, because maybe I can get an insight into how they think about things and uh, further fortify my own thought process. So when you sign in, uh, what about you? I'm not sure if you remember the question, but it's if the manosphere is not the new church, but there are good things that we're learning from here. How can we take some of these principles and apply them to our religious institutions to attract and retain our men? Well, I, I think, I think, um, okay, there's, there's two things. One, I, I, I think getting people in and getting people indoors into brick and mortar places that might be, that might be a hard thing to do just because of the things that have been happening in the past few years. It's just habit. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think I, w- I want to say this as well. I, I, I want to say that the new whatever is going to be digital. Right. The new whatever. Right. The new church, the new restaurant, the new whatever is going to be digital. And I think we're looking at it wrong. It's not whether or not the black manosphere is replacing the church because people are not coming to the black manosphere for for a new religious idea or religious doctrine, things like that. They're coming here because there's some void in their life. And normally one thing doesn't really replace the other. I think the better question or the better perspective is, can 
can the black manosphere Christian section be the new thought leader for the black man? I think that is the question that should be answered. Excellent question. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. Black man, my brother. Oh, we sound before black man speaks. Go to yeah. his uh go to black man stream from yesterday and go from the last five minutes because we continued your conversation after you left. Exactly. You will be highly entertained. Trust me. Okay, I will we'll do. So do you want me to hang back as well, or should I drop off? No, you can I, drop I off. I need him to hang back because there's something I need to ask him after 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 the stream. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, hang back for a little bit. Uh, black man, what you got for us? So, um, I think that, uh, you, you know, I always got to be a little controversial here. Um, I think that people, I think that. Oh, we, really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that most people, uh, the church right now, I think that the pastors and some of the leaders that they're so traditional and they're so caught up in their ways that they are never going to revert back to teaching or going back to the 90s, like Uncle Stu mentioned earlier, going back to those days where they taught men how to be men, taught men how to hail men accountable. And I think that it gets to a point in the church and in ministry that you have to know when to take your exit. And I think that a lot of, I think a lot, I think a lot of churches need to be revamped. I think a lot of churches in positioning in the churches need to be revamped. I think a lot of positions need to be refilled with people that have their own fire for Christ, that are on fire for men, uh, being men and fathers and great husbands. And I think until we get to the point where we we understand that it, we need to turn that signal light on just to get off on that exit, it'll be better. And I heard a pastor say this before. Um, he said that we have, he said, I am a pastor. He said, I am, old. he said, I'm an old man now. He said, the things that I taught and preached about, I no longer relevant to the people that I'm preaching to. Mm. He said, but my son is sitting here and he's graduated in theology. And he is the new wave of what these young people need to hear. He said, so what I'm going to do is take a step back and take my exit so he can, can elevate the next generation of kids or people or young men or women. That's what needs to happen into the current church right now. There needs to be a huge exit because the people that are in power need to be sitting in the pews and the people that are living this every day should be sitting in the pulpit. I'm done. Excellent. Well, everybody thinks I'm going to put you guys in the back a little bit and I'll, I'm going to end this in about two minutes. Uh, but thank you so much for everybody uh, uh, joining uh, tonight. Hey, sir, help. before uh, you go, make sure you adjust the glasses uh, and adjust your watch before... There you go. Yeah, adjust your glass and your watch. Okay, look directly into the camera. Okay, that works. Okay, now you can kick us out. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, everybody. Listen, this has been a fantastic conversation because, uh, as you can see, the goal is for us not to just be religious and say what we want to say. Um, the goal is for us to actually grow. And as a person of faith, um, there, when there's a problem, we can't run away from it. We have to address it head on. And the way that we do this is by addressing and asking tough questions and putting ourselves in a, in a position to learn it. So that's what we did tonight. I hope that you guys appreciated the conversation and that you at least have some perspective of what the manager is and what it is not and what we as content creators and just people, believers are trying to do. 
we're not simply trying to have a YouTube channel just to be popular. We're trying to make a difference. And together, with your help, with your viewership, with you adding and cont contributing your thoughts, I think that we can do some great things. So to everybody who joined tonight, thank you so much. Again, Merry Christmas. To those of you who were on my stream yesterday, uh, and I told you that I'm going to be giving out Christmas cash, be looking at that for tomorrow morning. You guys will be getting that Christmas cash from Sir Hale's Network. It's, it's just our way of saying we appreciate you, your time, and your contribution to our network. Again, we love you. Again, we have a show tomorrow night. You don't want to miss this one. This show is, are you qualified for who you want, and are you qualified for who you have? It's going to be a fantastic show. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. Until then, God bless you. I'll talk with you soon. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We'll talk with you again soon. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the one and the only. Sir Hell speaks in the building.